Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Faith Marketplace. I'm Bob Lambert, your host. And today I have the privilege and honor of interviewing a gentleman that I met a couple months ago. I was so intrigued with what he's doing because he's a pastor of a church called City Joy Church here in the Chicagoland area, but he's also the present CEO of Workplace Wellness Group. R.T. Mollander. <laughs> uh, did I get that right, Mollander? Yeah, okay. I mean, it was close, Maldener. Maldener, all right. <laughs> good, to, good to be here, Bob. Hey, thank you, RT, for joining us today. I've been so looking forward to this interview because what you're doing with workplace, uh, you know, workplace Wellness Group is fantastic. I mean, it really is awesome. But first, before we jump into that, you shared a, um, a life quote or verse with me. Why don't you share that with the audience and why is that important to you? Yeah, my life verse, again, thanks for having me on. Uh, super enjoyed our first initial conversation, and I'm really thankful that it intrigued you enough that we're having a further conversation about it. But my life verse since getting saved at 15 to today until I meet Jesus, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It will be healing for your flesh and refreshment for your bones. And at the end of the day, uh, I mean, I just have a bent, uh, whether it's personal, marital, parental. I got six children. I got a lot. They're like ants. They're everywhere. Uh, but I, I, totally, I just have a bent towards trusting self, ability, etc. And the Lord, when he saved me and rescued me at 15, uh, this was a verse that stuck. Like, hey, um, I will make your paths straight. I will make them clear uh, the more you trust me. Um, and the more you trust yourself, the inverse is true. Uh, the more cloudy and um, crazy and bad they'll be. And I'm like, whoa. And so I've been able to walk that out, see that. And then in, as, you, as you think about it, it's healing for your flesh when you fear the Lord and turn away from evil. That is practically how trusting the Lord plays itself out in everyday life. And it's actually healing for your flesh. And so I've got to participate in that, right? I've seen God heal me, relationships, not just flesh doesn't mean heal from cancer. It means heal from relational trauma and drama and all of that stuff. And so I've been able to personally experience that. So that's why that's my life verse. And I live it out, breathe it out and work it out. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, so how inspiring, buddy. I got to tell you, we got a lot going on here. We're going to have a great conversation today. So uh, I don't know what happened to my clock here. Anyway, let's um, let's jump in here with um, what are what takeaways do you want the audience to have today? Yeah, my my takeaways are simple. Uh, at the end of the day, with regards to Workplace Wellness Group, I really want people to just know number one, Jesus is ultimate wellness. I mean, He's where all holistic mind, body, soul wellness is found. Number two, Jesus loves you right where you are. And uh, I think that's where wellness begins and people realize that there's nowhere else to turn to. I just got off of a counseling call talking through something with a brother who was like, listen, are you at your breaking point to that place where you can actually only have one place to look and that's Jesus? 
and that's and he's there not condemning but he's there loving you and um and then at the end of the day we exist to basically meet people right where they are as an extension uh, of the of the presence of god right in their workplace right in their workplace family and uh, we want to help enhance their wellness of mind and heart and life so that their whole life performance whether on the job or at home is improved to the glory of God. So that's why we exist, and that's what I want people to take away. Okay. You know, uh, I mentioned earlier that you're um, with, you know, the pastor for City Joy Church. Just briefly, uh, yeah, did, sure. did you plant the church? Is Did you start the church? Yeah, we planted the church about five and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. I love it. Bevel and Pingree Grove, City of Joy Church. You can check us out at cityofjoy.church. Thanks for the shameless plug. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. I want, hey, we got we got to get people uh, surrounding in all areas here today. <laughs> hey, um, just Amen. just so people have a context of this, what led you into this? You, you, you shared with me a little bit of your testimony. Why don't you share with the audience, sure. why did you choose to do this? Or where did you see that this was something that was needed in the marketplace? Yeah, yeah. We've been pastoring full-time about 11 years now, uh, coming up on 12. And before that, uh, got saved at 15 uh, to my high school. I married my high school sweetheart at 19. We were up at college in uh, St. Paul at University of Northwestern. Come on. Uh, we were up there for a long time. Uh, started having children, started a real estate business, then started managing Best Buy stores for five years across the state. And that's where I met my mentor, Chad McDermott, who's a professional mentor, invested in my life and love him a ton. Uh, and I could talk more on that later mm -hmm. if you want. Yeah. But um, from from that moment where we were uh, stepping into full-time ministry, coming at the height of my professional career in business and in leadership in business, the Lord uh, catapulted us into the ministry sector. And we've been doing it for 11 years. And I came upon um, 2020, and I had two business owners within our uh, sphere of church at City of Joy, and they had employees that had committed suicide. And so there were some workplace suicides that happened, and we got called in to serve and help care for people at their worst moments. And that was the kind of the precipice that led me to come back to my leaders and say, hey, wh why, why do we wait for people in crisis to come to us? Why can't we be proactively preventative and, uh, and, and come up with a plan uh, and a strategy that just brings Jesus into the, well, the place that people call their second family, which is their workplace. And with all of that, you bring your drama from your mama and, you know, all that stuff happens and the brokenness comes. And so we just started uh, testing it out in our local community. Um, we started just caring for people right in our community center to our local establishments and started praying with people, started caring for people. I said, I want to explore what this would look like to make an actual organization where we would employ Christian pastors and other coaches, females, males, whatever, that love Jesus, are filled with the Spirit, and have a heart to bring Jesus wellness into the marketplace, into the everyday workplace, from the CEO down to the line level and everybody sideways. And, um, and we started that about three years ago, tested it out. Within a year, we had a plan and had five companies on board, and we've been able to see the fruit from that. Uh, we've seen people saved, we've seen people healed, delivered, uh, marriages come back together, and people growing in what it means 
to find Jesus and actually be well, because that's his heart. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I want to just give you a big thumbs up and a kudos, because this is a movement now that's starting across the country. I think I shared mm-hmm. with you with, in these ERG groups and larger tech companies now, what is rising up yeah. and our, our Christian groups, and it's not getting much of a play. But I have to tell you, there's some pretty big organizations, Stanford, Harvard Business uh, mm-hmm. is doing it, Boston Group are doing actual studies on this, uh, what effect this has when somebody can bring their whole self to work, okay? Yep. And what you're exactly. doing in the workplace is is an extension of that only right down on the ground. I mean, you are yep. there where they need you, where they're at, and being present for them. So um, what's the ideal client for uh, your company? Yeah, our ideal client, we're looking at about small, medium-sized businesses as it relates to the field. Um, you know, the blue collar to white collar doesn't matter. Uh, but for us, we've seen our bread and butters are the small to medium-sized companies, 50 to 150. We've got the infrastructure to scale, uh, but we're slow to pick the right coaches uh, for the companies. And I think that matters. I mean, we could, you can get a warm Christian body, but that's, I mean, that's for me, it's just foolish. I, I really care about every company's, filled with people and companies are people. And so we really care about having the right people in the right place. And so we're, we're really slow in wisdom on that. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think one of the things you share with me, you have a whole certification program for these folks, right? So that they really, yeah. uh, you know, they're the right fit. They have some great education around it right. and all that. No preconceived notions is about how, you know, their backgrounds or anything else. You're really laying it out there. This is the expectation for, for our people yeah. when they go in. And that's one of the things, obviously, that you present to an employer as to why you, right? I mean, there's other alternatives yeah. out there, and you know that, uh, to what you do. Yeah. But I love your positioning and what you're really doing with this whole thing and why you did it. You know, uh, uh, yeah. the whole idea that you saw a couple of people coming to you because they had suicide amongst their employees. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you're right. Uh, uh, workplace is a second family, you know, and you're going to spend yeah. more time at work sometimes than you do with your own family. So you that's get true. pretty close and intertwined with people at work. And this is why these efforts and what you're doing is really, really important. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, what problems do you actually help these employers solve? Yeah, this I, this is awesome. I, I just was at an employer uh, today, and uh, we were just debriefing on on all of the problems that the organization I work with, Wellness Group, has solved, has been a part of solving, and uh, and so it's a great tee up. I, I think one of the biggest things that we took away uh, just from this this organization that we're partnered with and caring for is we we started to solve conflicts amongst employees, right? So. Uh, and that wasn't really something that we set out to do. I think we knew it was a byproduct of caring for people's internal wellness and their mo- mental wellness, right? Um, but but really, we realized, man, there's lots of people just fighting with each other. You know, Sally and Johnny just hate each other. Well, let's get them in a room and let's walk through it. And and we found that performance uh, and customer service and reviews and all that stuff, uh, positive and negative, are tied to relational health yep. uh, between employees and so there was a lot of that that gets solved um our biggest thing that we also saw is like recruiting retention satisfaction and then customer um reviews and positivity right and satisfaction i mean all those things productivity amongst the people they want to stay there 
They want to actually grow in their career there. They want to get their friends and family to come and work here. Why? Because this is a place that cares for me beyond a paycheck. And that was the biggest thing is like, hey, man, how do you care for your employees? Well, I give them time off and I give them more money and I get and I'm said, how is that? How do you care for them beyond all of that? Uh, you know, when the money runs out and when there's not any more time off, how are you caring for them on the job in that space and place uh, beyond a workout uh, room, you know? And uh, and so people really just want to talk and get things off their chest and they want to have a, a non-judgmental uh, non reporting back up the line, right. you know, employee yep. assistance program. That's going to no, that no, I'm not going to be a stigma and a statistic. Uh, I'm going to be cared for, uh, by somebody who cares for me, uh, objectively. And so I, I think that's been a huge way that we've started to solve those problems. Uh, of, man, I want to keep my employees around. I want it to be a better place to work. I want it to be a place that people want to refer their friends to. And I want it to be a relationally healthy place. And we've seen productivity increase, retention increase, and customers are happy. I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved to be a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to check them out at www.inboundstudio.com. Yeah, RT, you know, I'm just curious, uh, you know, because as you know, there's other services out there that do something similar to what you do, but what makes yours unique? Yeah, I think, um, number one, uh, we unashamedly, um, we use Jesus as our number one um, as it relates to our... um, certification like he he is our our benchmark of wellness he is our benchmark of what it means uh to uh, bring to a institution or an organization that we partner with um we're not we're not looking to bring uh some christian psychology or counseling to the marketplace uh we're literally um saying hey we're a christian company that is certified uh, by Jesus, and we use the most, the best-selling book on the planet, which happens to be the Bible, right? So, I mean, that's just, and we're just unashamed by that, and and people, uh, some some love it, some are like, there's a breath, and then they're like, what do you mean? Like, well, we're not looking for you to evangelize. I said, well, I, I'm not here to bring you some cheap trick or, or just some stopgap. I'm here to bring you real wellness and real life. Uh, and I can talk to you about how that's actually been a personal thing done for me. Uh, and it's led to great conversations, uh, you know, where we're not trying to bait and switch you. We're not trying to bring you in with some psycho stuff on the front end and then get you Jesus and then get kicked out on the back end. I mean, that's just only, like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, we're just unashamed. That's just it. Like, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any, like, fear about, like, oh, no, that company might not want us. Well, okay, that's fine. But I love, and I just, I want to say this as a little asterisk. I love every other company out there doing it, right? right? I, I love the other guy, and I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying that they're ashamed. I'm just saying we're just on the front end. Our material is all about Jesus. Our conversations are about Jesus, and we really want to bring him into the marketplace. And we've we've got some 
clients who the owners aren't believers. Uh, but they're like, but there's, we, we've seen our people try every other thing. Um, and what you've said has happened in these other places that you partner with and serve. Uh, we want to see those things happen here. And so it becomes an inroad That's to bring awesome. the gospel there. That's awesome. So you have uh, non-believing clients then that bring you in. Yeah. With a full yep. disclosure, we're going to be talking about Jesus in here. <laughs> full full disclosure. Yeah. That's I it. I love it. That's it. I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, because obviously yeah. in organizations, there are people that are not believers. You know, as you know, with yep. a lot of the polls that have been done and the research that's been done, you know, Christianity yeah. and all of that has been declining, you know, and what does that yep. mean to people? So I am just excited that you are not taking a back seat to nothing. You I mean, it's full disclosure. We're in here. This is what we're going to do. And either you're buying into it or you're not, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's Jesus's way, Bob. It's Jesus's way, Jesus's method. Like we can sit, I can, I mean, listen, I could sit with an atheist or an agnostic or a secularist or whoever unbeliever and like Jesus sat with them types of people sure, and he had just, he cared for them. Right. I mean, right. Such were some of us, uh, but like he yeah. just sat and had dinner with them and he ate with them and he sipped on uh, water with them. And then he just got to know them. He listened. He cared for them, not as an object or a project, but as people. And I think that's what's missing. And we just bring it. Jesus's method, Jesus's book unashamedly. Let's go. Yeah. That's great. Now you've been at this what now three years? You said. Yeah, we're on three years now. Okay, how how is it Loving going it. so far? Uh, it's going beyond what I uh, thought. You know, I, I really is. It's beyond what I thought. I, I I told the Lord, I don't want this to go where you don't want it to go or grow any faster than you want it to grow. Right. And so um, we we just have. I said, okay, but here's my goals, right? Because right, you got to have goals. Goals are good. And so goals with plans. Uh, but, you know, we trust the Lord. Man's, man makes his plans. The Lord directs his steps. And so all of that just still comes into play with my life verse. And so I, I really sought, like, hey, God, I, I six companies, six coaches. That's my prayer. I said, that's a goal. And however fast or however long, God, I trust you. And, and the Lord has opened the floodgates. He's blown it out of the water. And like I said, I'm super thankful to the Lord. Everything's done with prayer in prayer, through prayer, and we've watched the Lord do so many things, miracle after miracle, story after story, uh, seeing freedom come to workplaces, seeing healing come to marriages and families, and employer-employee conflict resolutions have been off the charts, amazing. And so like the fruit of that is part of the fact that like Holy Spirit is alive and well in these workplaces, you, you and know, so I'm that, super thankful. I, I find it fascinating because you, you got testimony to this, you know, it, does that impact yep. people when you talk to them about your service and uh, about workplace wellness? Uh, that you're, you've, yep. you've got three years of history. Here's some people that they can refer, you can refer them to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably testimony and everything else. And and does that seem to have a, a you know a compelling impact on people when they hear and see this? Yeah. Yep. Every time I sit down and have a conversation with them, and, it, and it, then it moves towards okay. So what? What package, what, what level of service is your company going to need? You know, and then it moves to that. So, hey, what, what's happening over here uh, with this company might not be what, like, what they're doing and needing for service. This isn't what you're going to need, uh, but, but, man, we can, let's tailor it to make sense. Hey, maybe it's a, we just need to provide some conflict resolution coaching uh, to some, some scenarios so that you can start to see it 
tangibly work itself out. And maybe that's all that you need and you need to sign a retainer. We're fine with that. Like yeah. we're, we're not here to be like, you got to do this program or we're not for you. No, we're here. We, like our main objective is to see people get well in Jesus name. Yep. And whatever avenue the Lord opens for us to bring that into that workplace we are we are totally willing and ready well, to do he's it. He's the number one healer of anything in relation. That's right. Physical, whatever you want to talk about, brother, because I've experienced That's it right. firsthand. You know, <laughs> and so yeah, same here. Uh, same here. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just love this stuff. I love what you're doing, RT. Looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships of like mind and spirit? Welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where relationship comes before referral. Experience networking with God at the center via monthly meetings that invite interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Now with over 40 chapters in 8 states and growing, we have multiple Chicagoland chapters, including new locations forming here and around the U.S. Visit www.g7networking.com for details and search for a chapter near you. G7 Networking is always looking for well-connected leaders of integrity and purpose looking for what's next. If this sounds like you, please reach out to us via our website at www.g7networking.com. G7 Networking with Purpose, where God is at the center of networking. What's your favorite? We got to talk about some... <clears throat> uh, and by the way, I attribute Olivia to this. She's she's really rejiggered our... Uh, questionnaire here and i love this new stuff she's putting here it's fabulous so let's go olivia let's go what's your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs or small businesses uh yeah so this is i call it the 3p hack okay uh it's people it's preparation and it's performance and so i i actually did this when i started in the pastorate because it got super overwhelming at first um, and it's one of the things that my mentor uh, and uh, my all-time uh, professional mentor, Chad McDermott, taught me from the beginning. It says, listen, uh, speed to execution is everything. And if you get your buckets of prioritizing people, because you are a people person, leaders are people people. Um, so, so make sure you get people on your schedule, the right people, right meetings, etc. Questions, engage with people and don't Forget that they're people, number one. Number two, make sure that you prepare. So so your preparation, you want to be optimal in your productivity. You need to be prepared every day, right? And so so for preaching, you got to prepare. You got to pray and you got to study. You got to write it out. You got to write it out again, uh, right? And, and leading, whether it's a Best Buy uh, team or whether it's now leading six to seven coaches and, and, and being influential in across six to seven companies. Now, listen, you have to prepare. How are you going to get the coaches trained? How are you going to get these things done? What are you going to say? When are your check-ins, etc.? If you don't have preparation for all of that, uh, your materials, your scripts, your all that, then you're just going to fail when it comes to performance. You will perform how you practice and prepare. Right. And so, uh, and then perform and then evaluate, you know, uh, and then strip off the fat Get it lean and mean, and let's go and repeat. That's it. Wash, rinse, and repeat, huh? <laughs> let's go. I love yeah. it, man. You know, I think another thing probably, I, I, I guess it probably wouldn't say that you're that unique, but I think the fact that you had the business background first, you had your own company, you were in your own business, and then you transitioned because you got the call into being a pastor. Yep. And I think yep. that 
the, you know, the, those two coming together, especially the way you did it, uh, I'm hearing more and more of people that are getting out of the marketplace and they're going into uh, being a pastor. You know, they bring a lot of yep. wealth. And I'm assuming that's exactly what you yep. brought to your congregation, because now you recognize out there in that congregation, about 90 percent of them got to get up and go to work in the, in, on Monday morning. And guess what? That's right. Unfortunately, there's not enough pastors preaching that work is ministry. It's business. That's right. Come on. And too That's many right. people are leaving Jesus in the car. Because they That's are right. ill-equipped how to take Jesus into work, you know? That's right. And so um, I just applaud you because that is a big transition, you know, doing what you did. Yep. I think it's even a bigger transition for a pastor than going into business, you know, because, oh, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it gets a uh -huh. little bloodier, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Pastorship <laughs> isn't, but as you know, uh, business yeah. is a bare-knuckle game, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but and one of the other one of the other thoughts, and just real quick, is just really we wanted to be able to to help pastors create a space for pastors to continue to use their gifts and talents and abilities and calling as shepherds and counselors and and coaches, right? In in their vein, instead of having to go work at Starbucks or go get or or get their their wife to work a second and third job or first job, you know, no, we wanna we wanna help. Um, empower them in their lane and calling and gifting and this is one of those ways where it's like you you already get jesus you already get the gospel you get counseling and caring and shepherding let's do that on the mission field y'all let's go out and get it done and so it's just been able to, it's been awesome to be able to watch it bless uh pastors especially in our crazy economic world right and, and i think it's just been a blessing to them and i want it to continue to be that you know, and that's one of the things that I've, I've over the 10 years, decade, decade plus now, that I've always really hearkened back to, and that was Billy Graham. You know, Billy Graham mm -hmm. said that the next great revival is going to be in the marketplace, not in the four walls of churches. And yeah, we're seeing on. what the pandemic did to the churches and in the, in the decline yep. of, of congregations and now, you know, online and everything like that. And that's okay. If they're getting fed Jesus, mm -hmm. that's fine. It doesn't matter. But, you know, meeting them where they're at out there in that marketplace, that is huge. And uh, we're yep. seeing a great groundswell now, uh, although some it's still being kept under covers, but I, uh, I excite people and tell them the hope I've seen with young people. Yeah. I was at a work right. event back in March down in Chicago, and there were about 70 people there, and the average age was 30. <laughs> I was the oldest oh, wow. guy in their RT. <laughs> yeah. And Come on. from every tech company you could name, all the name brands, plus consult big consulting firms and other companies that were there. And uh, I was blown away because this is real stuff. It's really happening, and it's big-time stuff, and it's getting a lot of momentum. So I applaud yep. you for being there. Um, how would you like to provide hope for others facing challenges? Now, obviously, through the work you're doing now, yeah. it, you, you shared with me something that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So I, I my my main way of wanting to provide hope for the people that are facing challenges in business and in life and crisis and even just in success, you know, uh, is to bring them Jesus. That's it. Uh, we want to, I mean, he's really it. He's our living hope. And he, he brought down to the relational level of every human being, calling them and inviting them into the purpose for which they were made for is 
life-giving and hope-filling. And so instead of coming down and you sinner going to go to hell and just bringing it down on them, I mean, they get condemnation, shame, guilt, and fear every which way to Sunday. Sometimes even on Sundays, sadly, in Jesus' name, please forgive them. Okay, but like, hey, we want to be able to offer you an invitation to freedom, an invitation to grace, an invitation to where you'll find fulfillment, treasure, pleasure, and true, deep, lasting joy and fulfillment in all the purpose for which God has made you, and you'll find it in Jesus. He came, he lived, he died, was buried, defeated sin, Satan, and death, our last enemy, to offer you eternal life and give you his spirit to actually accomplish what he purposes. I love it. So that's the way we bring hope to people. <laughs> yeah, there's a good reason why you're a pastor. <laughs> you're bringing it. Come on. <laughs> I love it. Come on. Okay, what words of wisdom would you have given your younger self, now that you are more worldly, uh, to your uh, younger self? Yeah, uh, my, my words of wisdom. Hey, younger RT, uh, take a breath and slow down, okay? And listen to those older people in your life. You don't know it all. Yeah. That's it. You know, I think John Maxwell came out this, this <laughs> most recent book. I don't know if you've seen it yet, called The 16 Laws of Communication. And he had a term in there. I've coined it now, just calling it GOI. You know what that stands for? Uh-uh. Get over yourself. <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> you know, that's it. And, and uh, if you haven't got his book yet, I strongly encourage you. I believe he's got three million uh, seller books. This will be the fourth. And wow. probably his best work to date. And why he, why he waited as long as he did to talk about something that's so monumentally important in leadership is beyond That's me. crazy. But obviously, God was stirring there, you know, kind of, you know, yeah. molding and shaping it. So, okay, last yeah. but not least, and what's interesting, cool, and funny about you that nobody knows about? <laughs> okay, uh, what's interesting, cool, and funny about me that nobody knows about? One, well, I think I shared... Uh, I married my high school sweetheart. Right. Uh, I have six. Chi- I have six children, four girls and two boys. And because I'm dominated by women in the house, uh, I was a Princess Diaries one and two fan for a long time. <laughs> and I don't even know what that says about me. I think it was like, hey, this is all, whatever. We had tons of. It's fun. It's fine. I still love doing all the girly things that my girls do. Um, I, I love. But it. I. I'm a manly man, but I have a I have a big heart. Well, you are very blessed, buddy, girl. because the old adage, you know, girls to dads, boys to moms. So come know. on, come on. Yeah, you are you are there, man. RT, I can't thank you enough. I just can't hey. wait to meet you in person and and get you introduced to G Seven. Uh, I Let's think go. you've got a lot that that we can bring to the party, both of us together. And I'd love for that to really manifest itself. 